Star Wars 7x7 episode 2684. We're going to continue our series of looks at various crime syndicates in operation around the time of the Galactic Civil War and afterward. We're going to look at three lesser criminal organizations, if you will, but one of them has been mentioned in The Mandalorian already, and another one has significant ties to the huts. Punch it. Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Boybot and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. Before we dive into our look at the criminal syndicates that we're going to check out today, I do want to flag for you that a date has been announced for the Disney Investor Call. It is happening on Wednesday the 10th, and so we'll be keeping a close eye on that and seeing what gets announced coming out of that and of course that's going to be happening two days before the big disney plus day happening this friday so it's going to be a big week okay so to the business at hand there were five criminal syndicates that were particularly notable in the time of the galactic civil war the hut clan was one of them the pikes were another and black sun a third so we've talked about three of the five the Crimora Syndicate is a fourth one that we're going to talk about today, but really more as a means to an end because there are a couple of other lesser crime syndicates, if you will, with which they were working that are more relevant to our conversations as it pertains to the Book of Boba Fett. So the Crimora Syndicate actually, funnily enough, since we were talking about Bottleneck yesterday, the short story that is taking place in connecting the novels A New Dawn and Tarkin, well, the Crimora Syndicate actually came up in the Tarkin novel. They ended up providing information that was helpful to Tarkin and Vader in busting up a rebel cell. So boo on those guys. But one of the things that you particularly need to know about the Crimora or be reminded of as the case may be, is that the Crimora were working with another organization, a lesser up and coming organization, if you will, and that is the Droid Gatra. As you might guess from the name, it was a criminal organization run by droids with their own agenda for droid rights and supremacy in the galaxy. They actually showed up in the novel by Ray Carson, Most Wanted, which was a sequel, excuse me, a prequel to Solo, A Star Wars Story. Where that concerns us for The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett has to do with a throwaway line at the very beginning of Season 2. So you may recall that our titular Mandalorian hero went looking for information on where he could find other Mandalorians in the galaxy. And so he visited that one-eyed guy, Gore Koresh, who was voiced by, I believe, John Leguizamo. And... The information that Gore Koresh gave him was that there had been a Mandalorian spotted on Tatooine in the town of Mos Pelgo, and he said that his information was good, and he said, I swear by the Gatra. So that's the line right there, I swear by the Gatra that suggests that the droid Gatra is active in the time of the Mandalorian and are wielding enough power that this guy is like, I'll swear by them. And when it comes to thinking about this from a practical perspective, or perhaps I should say from a special effects perspective, putting a bunch of droids on screen is pretty easy comparatively speaking so yeah that's something where if the book of Boba Fett went in that direction and wanted to create a bunch of <laughs> very dastardly villains 
a bunch of gangland droids might not be a bad way to go. So that's the Crimora Syndicate, and more importantly for our conversation, the Droid Gatra. There is one other organization that I want to flag and make you aware of if you're not aware of them already. And before I do that, I do want to give a quick shout out to our friends at cufflinks.com who have been so wonderful in partnering with us for this episode of the show and for this past month. And today on the video version of the show, I'm getting into the holiday spirit by showing off a Mandalorian holiday themed tie. It looks like it's a bunch of Christmas ornaments on it, but when you look closer, you can see that Grogu in his little hover pram is one of the items that's mixed in with the ornaments. There's also a Mudhorn logo that's mixed in with the ornaments. And there are other Easter eggs in there as well. I'm not gonna spoil them all for you, but it just goes to show once again how the three brothers that founded this family-owned company, like they love Star Wars and they bring it to all the accessories and it's no wonder that they are the official exclusive license provider of cufflinks for Star Wars. And they also have a whole range of other licenses that you can check out as well. In fact, speaking of checking out, I gotta remind you, promo code SW7X715, that's the promo code you want to use when you go to cufflinks.com regardless of what you're getting and regardless of the size of your order if you use that promo code SW7X715 you'll get to take 15% off your order one more time that's at cufflinks.com and just use promo code SW7X715 at checkout all right, so let's talk about that last up-and-coming organization. And it was, in fact, according to Wikipedia, declared as sort of an unofficial sixth crime syndicate of the five crime syndicates. So five plus this, like, hey, guys, don't forget about me kind of organization. And that's the Suntol Pride, S-O-N hyphen T-U-U-L Pride. And they come up because of a storyline in the very first Darth Vader series of comics. It takes place after the events of the original Star Wars, aka A New Hope, where Darth Vader is essentially humiliated by Emperor Palpatine and made to serve General Tag, who is all about the Star Destroyer armada and doesn't I mean, care so much about giant space weapons like Tarkin did. But for Vader, that's a lesser concern compared to the fact that some forces pilot was able to blow up the Death Star and he desperately wants to know who this Force-sensitive pilot was. But to do so, to find out, he needs resources. He needs people on his side. He needs to conduct this investigation in secret so that way it's hidden from the Emperor and everybody else in the Empire. That's how Vader comes to work with Dr. Aphra, which of course is detailed in those comics and also in the Dr. Aphra audio book, which is an expanded retelling of that story and from Aphra's perspective. Where it comes into play for us is that Vader, through Aphra and other agents, that she's hired managed to take a boatload of resources away from the Suntool Pride in order to help fund Vader's efforts and as a result of that and also of General Tag wanting to crack down on criminal organizations in the Outer Rim and the Suntool Pride end up falling under that hammer as well. The Suntool Pride is really devastated by these efforts not long after the Battle of Yavin. And you know who's happy about that? The Hut Clan, because as it turns out, the Suntool Pride were giving the Hut Clan problems and were seen as major competitors. And so the Huts were quite happy that Vader and the Empire managed to do some significant damage to the Suntool Pride. 
but they were eventually able to get themselves going again and they show up in the War of the Bounty Hunters <laughs> we keep talking about. So it seems like we're getting primed for all of these criminal organizations and their existence and their interplay by that War of the Bounty Hunter series, which means we're probably gonna have to look at it sooner rather than later <laughs> to prepare for the Book of Boba Fett as well. The bottom line is that they were back in operation sometime between three and four ABY and presumably still a thorn in the hut side. So once the huts are out of the way and are in decline after the events of Return of the Jedi, one might imagine that the Suntold Pride was a beneficiary of that situation. And so when Boba Fett shows up and takes over Jabba's palace, then you know it's gonna put him at odds with whatever remains of the Hut clan and potentially puts him at odds with Suntol Pride as well. I mean, they might be happy that Boba Fett is taking on the Huts, but you know, he may also be partnering with the Huts for all we know, or just trying to take over that organization. And Suntold Pride might see that as a threat. So it's kind of hard to see which way they're going to go on this one. But it seems like it's quite a possibility that both the Suntold Pride and the droid Gatra could get involved in the events of the Book of Boba Fett based on the history that we've just talked about on this episode of the show. And that right there is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And May the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.